Hello and welcome to Patch Notes Editorial. I'm your host, Adam Castor, and today we'll be discussing something that was mentioned in the previous episode of Patch Notes, the de-emphasization of single-player and local co-op in the gaming industry today. If you're like me, and you see a game coming out that purports to have co-op play with your friends, and you excitedly see what the co-op has to offer, and then you check it, you're looking at forums, you're checking on the, uh, the game's website, and then they say, yeah, it's online only, no local play. And you're like, seriously? Are you kidding me? Because... If you're like me, you have friends that either have, that either don't have the same system as you, or you're into a genre that your friends aren't into. For me, it's fighting games that they don't have. I mean, this could be solved by crossplay, and well, at least the issue of your friends not having the same system as you could be solved by crossplay, but that's not going to happen in the near future. It's happening in spurts, but a time where every single console is going to be able to play with each other if players are going to be able to play with each other on on every console that that's not going to happen and it's annoying especially for me because i'm an achievement hunter and i enjoy uh multiplayer achievements or i enjoy achievements but i hate getting multiplayer achievements because not a lot of my friends on xbox which i play on they they either have a ps4 or a switch or something like that and there have been so many high profile games this generation specifically that just have not had local multiplayer but they've had online co-op or multiplayer or anything of that nature i think of games like assassin's creed unity rise son of rome sea of thieves star wars battlefront the division games like that where it's almost impossible to play locally the thing that makes local co-op so compelling is not only the economic advantages the fact that you only have to have one copy of the game you don't need to pay for xbox live psn or switch online which i'm going to get into let me tell you i'm going to get into that and you don't need a mic but there's also a human aspect to it humanity you're being you're with someone you're in you're in the same room social interaction and it's a lot easier to communicate with someone that is in the same room as you duh because there you don't have to deal you don't have to worry about latency or anything like that you don't have to worry about your talking into the mic you don't have to worry about them getting your message later than you would have intended it's just much easier much much easier and it takes me back to when i was a kid honestly <laughs> playing on my nintendo gamecube back in the early 2000s and it was me and my friends in the same room or my friends and i in the same room and we were just like messing around cracking jokes playing mario kart super smash brothers kirby air ride whatever and that was exciting and also the the fun thing about that is you don't have to worry as much about dealing with just like horrible human beings because they're definitely because they're out there on online services and and yeah they're they're annoying i mean for some people they can even be harassment inducing like they they harass people that are playing online especially women in gaming and you don't have to worry about that with someone that's sitting right next to you because you already knew them you're able to invite them into your house <laughs> so there that kind of vetting is already there and sure the thing is that you, you can make friends off from random people that you met online but what are the odds of that very slim to none either they don't have any voice chat or if they do have voice chat, then they're just annoying. They're the worst people. And there is a problem with, uh, with online-only games. 
but there are still genres of games that do remain bastions of couch co-op, so it's not completely dead. The genres I like to think of, and I mean, there are games within other genres that do this, but for me, this is just talking about genres themselves, entire genres that do couch co-op, local co-op very well. You're talking about your sports games, your Maddens, your FIFAs, your NBA 2K, NHL, MLB The Show, fighting games like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Blaze Blue, Guilds of Gear, and Dragon Ball Fighters. And also first-person shooters like Call of Duty, Battlefield, Halo. Yeah, they they do. They all strike a balance. They have both. They don't just pick a side, basically, and, and, and alienate the portion of people. It's like, well, you know, I really don't have that... I either don't have that good of an online connection or I don't want to pony up $60 or $20. Uh, I want to pony up $60 for an online service that I'm only really going to use like a few times a year, maybe. And speaking of, on that point, the kicker, and I did just talk about it. So the thing about all of these games is that Xbox Live PSN, uh, Switch Online. I mean, you can have that. You can connect to the internet. Uh, you can download games, watch movies, that TV shows, whatever. You can you can do that all for free. But if you want to play online, you have to subscribe to either PSN Plus, Xbox Live Gold, uh, or whatever Switch Online's uh, thing is going to be. Their premium, their premium service. You have, you have to pay money. Is the, <laughs> is the gist of this? You have to pay money to have access to online multiplayer, and that's nuts. And Listen, I'm not going to go into any conspiracy theories about how this is, this could be like collusion or something because it's not it's not collusion because the gaming companies aren't seeing any kickbacks from this. It's it's just another obstacle for people who want to get who want to play multiplayer and only have that one option. It's just another obstacle when you're thinking about getting an online only game like a Star Wars Battlefront, Titanfall, that kind of thing. And for the future, I mean, this is this is not going to stop as much as I want to talk about it, as much as I want to berate it for how bad it is and how annoying it is it's not going to stop and i think the worst part about it is that there is there are examples of games that do this well very well even i just talked about it there there are games that have very have thriving online modes online modes that make them the most money but people still buy them for the for the local play being able to play with someone sitting next to you so the other thing that i want to talk about the other major thing that gaming developers and publishers seem to ignore or just throw by the wayside is single player campaigns and some publishers have, haven't been as blatant about the lack of single player campaigns as activision or even ea but some of these campaigns in multiplayer-centric games, it's like you might as well not have bothered. You have multiplayer-only games that just straight-up cut out campaigns. You have Titanfall, Star Wars Battlefront. Both have no sort of single, like, standalone single-player option. But you can play, like, a campaign mode with bots. Sure, fine. But that's not the same thing as playing a game that's also a first-person shooter like Bioshock Infinite. That is all campaign and has no multiplayer because Ken Levine said that he doesn't want it. And fighting games can be very bad with this kind of thing also with their lack of either a story mode or in some cases an arcade mode. Just any sort, just any sort of single player options. They've been minimal. I mean, sure, there have been games that kind of go above and beyond 
There are exceptions to the rule. You have your Mortal Kombat's, Injustice, Injustices, Tekken 7's of the world. They do. Mortal Kombat, Injustice, their, their sequels, they all have a pretty in-depth story mode that comes with it. And so, and Tekken 7 does have a, a pretty in-depth story mode. But other than that, really, it's kind of just, okay, you can go on, you can either play with your friend or go online. That's about it. Sorry. Or you can fight in like an endless battle, an endless ladder in Tekken 7 to get more gear. And on this subject, uh, well, this is kind of the opposite. It's almost like a reverse of what this is. A reverse of tacking on a single player campaign to a game that clear that almost very clearly is focused on multiplayer is tacking on a multiplayer mode on a game that is almost exclusively single player. I don't get it. I don't get why they why game companies want would want to do this. And even to this day, I still don't get it. I mean, I didn't get it when it when these modes were announced, and I still don't get it to this day. And I ask you, who exactly is still playing the multiplayer in Tomb Raider 2013? Who's playing the multiplayer in Mass Effect 3? Who's playing Chaos Squad in Sunset Overdrive? Here, check right now. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's what I thought. In fact, the reason that companies do this is to capitalize on the monetizability of multiplayer modes. Multiplayer modes are were the most efficient way to implement loot bo- the loot box system with, that was prominent in Star Wars Battlefront 2 in Overwatch, games like that. And that's that's kind of that's where it started. That's where it got the worst because you they had the promise of oh, get this cool item just by playing through uh, our multiplayer mode. And it's hard enough to monetize it's very it's difficult to monetize a single player campaign because it's just like oh well it's only going to be you really the in the best versions of it are you get extra campaign modes or extra campaign missions or an extra difficulty setting and the worst are like oh get this cloak or something this really cool starting weapon fine whatever but i think that's the reason is that with multiplayer game with the multiplayer modes companies can be like Oh, get this cool weapon skin. This cool weapon skin pack. Oh, get this cool multiplayer map pack. Cool. Spend real money on this. And you're going to get an amazing amount, like so much amount, so much playtime out of, out of all of this kind of thing. And really this is, this much like the de-emphasization of local co-op, this is definitely not going to stop because I mean, look at the most popular games out right now the battle royale games fortnite battle royale and player unknowns battlegrounds they thrive on this business model of multiplayer only online only and people eat that stuff up they love it and i really don't want to kind of be twisted in my thoughts i don't want my words to get twisted here and I do enjoy multiplayer fair, a fair amount, whether it be local or online. I do engage in that. But there, there has to be a line. I, the, a game cannot stand on multiplayer alone. Because what happens when either the servers get shut down or people just aren't playing the game anymore? Well, sucks to suck is basically what happens. For example, pop in Titanfall right now on your Xbox Ones if you have them. Pop in Titanfall. See how many people are playing Titanfall and how long it takes you to get into a match. And then once you can't, once you can't find someone to get into a match with, then just play the campaign mode with bots. That's all you're left with, which is like four missions with just bots. Four missions that are basically the multiplayer mode, but with bots. 
and then you'll see that this is that this is a problem if you haven't already and on the subject of campaign modes for the last thing there's an interesting topic on the last episode of patch notes where call of duty black ops 4 activision was like yeah we're just gonna straight up not have a single player campaign at all and i was like man i wonder what would make them do something like that and i was actually on this website true achievements which tracks xbox one and xbox 360 uh, achievements and people that unlock them and they actually have data on how often these campaigns actually get played and it's not just for call for the Call of Duty games. It they also have data for Gears of War, the Halo games, games of that nature. So it's it's an interesting chart. I would re definitely recommend checking it out. And so the metric that they used to measure how how often people are or how many people are playing the campaign or how often they're how often or how long they're playing the campaign is average story participation which is the average percentage of storyline based achievements unlocked by gamers who have already started playing so for call of duty the the franchise as a whole the lowest percentage of average story participation was black ops 3 at 4.14 percent and that game only came out three years ago so maybe that's what they were thinking like oh well you know people didn't play black ops 3 well they didn't play their black ops 3's campaign so i guess we're just not going to have it for the sequel and the highest out of the call of duty franchise was call of duty 3 at 35.91 percent so even though black ops 3 had the lowest per participation of the entire franchise the latest game in the franchise that came out just this past uh november call of duty world war ii it's the fourth highest on the list in, in campaign participation at 28.65 that's still more than a quarter of the player base that started the game that were that's still an average uh i mean that's an average of a quarter of the story but people are still checking it out at least and by comparison Looking at Battlefield 1, which came out uh, in November as well, uh, that sits at 18.65%. And looking at the Halo franchise, which has had a, which has a pretty deep storyline, not only in the campaigns of the games, but also in, in the extended universe and graphic novels, movies, TV shows, that kind of thing. They're going in at just over 38% average participation average and what does this mean what is all what are all these numbers all this data what does it mean it means that people are still playing single player campaigns i mean maybe they're not playing campaigns completely but they're still diving into it and we don't know per se how many people played these games to completion the entire campaign because there there wasn't a stat on that but it shows that people that people are still there People are still touching the modes. <laughs> like, it's not that no one was playing the campaign. Honestly, this sort of, this kind of thing, this is kind of the last thing I'm going to touch on. Uh, this reeks of self-fulfilling prophecy. Because most of these campaigns really aren't that great. And they aren't talked about as much. At least they're not put in as high regard as the multiplayer. For obvious reasons because that's clearly where these companies are putting most of their time into. And especially with esports, can you blame them? Esports, DLC, all that, can you blame them for putting most of, the, most of their time in into the multiplayer modes? But these campaigns really just are not great. And that's, I think that's a contributing factor in why you see Black Ops 3 having a participation rate of 4.14. 
people are like, yeah, no, this kind of sucks. And less than 10% of gamers actually unlock the achievement for completing the entire campaign on any difficulty. Even though Call of Duty World War II kind of went back to the series' roots, it's still at 28, it's still under 30% uh, average story participation. So it's almost like, well, you know, people aren't going to play our half-hearted story campaign. So, you know, we're just, we're just going to cut it. What? <laughs> no. Don't cut it, because that's just, say, that's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Think about, I wonder why people think that our campaigns aren't that great, and they're not playing that, playing them for a long, for an extended period of time. I don't know. I don't know why they're not looking at themselves. Maybe because it's easier to just say, well, you know, people aren't playing it to completion. A rare, a fair amount, a rare amount of people are playing it to completion and it's a waste of money so you know we're just gonna get rid of it but that's not the point because people's people do play it and the fact that for call for the call of duty franchise for halo for battlefield that these campaigns are sitting on average of either over a quarter or slightly under a half or slightly under half of the campaign it's not like they're not being played and for me the solution here is to improve the single player experience because that is a portion of your of your audience for game publishers for game developers it's a portion of your audience that you're just not catering to if you're just saying oh here it is here's here's the campaign mode Here's the paint by numbers, single player, railroad campaign mode with the pretty lights. That's it. And they're not being engaged by that. So they're just not going to want to play that if they're not into multiplayer. And these people exist and game companies don't think that they do. And that's how I personally feel because game publishers are cutting out a significant portion of their audience by focusing their attention only on multiplayer and especially with online multiplayer sure these games are still going to sell the way that they do but you feel like if they had a better experience a better single player experience you think they would sell just a bit better for people that are like you know what maybe i will give these games a try and maybe i will warm up to the multiplayer so those are those are my main thoughts on this topic of local play and single player in modern gaming because i feel like it's going extinct it's not it's not going to exist after a certain console generation i mean sure you have genres that still do this kind of thing you have your street fighters call of duty still has lo still has pretty good local play halo still has pretty good local play uh your lego games already also have great local play it's just that those genres those games might not be enough to keep the whole concept afloat and more and more companies are going to try and force the issue of just being like you know what why bother having a campaign mode let's just lay our intentions right out there and say yeah we're gonna only focus on multiplayer so either you're in or you're not and that is what i'm afraid of honestly as someone that enjoys single player experiences and for people that are kind of getting fatigued over the lack of options in either the single player or local co-op markets you can always turn there are you can always turn to indie developers for that kind of thing and they usually have your they usually have what you're looking for in that kind of in that kind of sense so for radio free gaming i have been adam caster i will see you next tuesday for another episode of patch notes and have a great night.